Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. Now, folks, as South Africa continues to struggle with the deepening energy crisis, which I've reflected uh, on in the previous segment of this podcast, we have another problem that is emerging. And I think in the coming month, it will present uh, significant challenges to South Africa's agricultural sector. And that is a change in the weather conditions from a long period of favorable rains to what could be a drier spell uh, for the coming season of 2023 and 24. This is the season that will start in October this year for summer crops. We have been over the past few years on what we call the La Nina uh, weather phenomenon. And La Nina in much of Southern Africa uh, it usually brings heavy rainfall, and that's what we experienced from 2019-20 production season up to the current season, the 2022-23. In fact, I've made the point in one of the segments that uh, this year, the season is probably about a month b- behind the usual schedule. And one of the things that have caused that delays was because farmers couldn't plant on time in some areas in the west of the free state and parts of the northwest because it was just too wet. We had received well above normal rainfall. And this was happening at a time where even the season before that, which is the 2021-22, was delayed by roughly a month because of those heavy rains. So soil moisture has been fairly good and we've been in this period of uh, good rainfall for about four seasons. Now, this supported the agricultural sector. If you look at crop yields in field crops, fruits, vegetables, uh, production was fairly good over the past uh, four years, of course, with some crops that have experienced a bit of a decline. But looking at a picture broadly, I would say we've had a good period uh, in agriculture. And in fact, even in the economic numbers, uh, they've been reflecting that. Consider, for example, the gross value added or simply the GDP for agriculture. In 2020, the sector grew by 14.9%. Um, and in 2021, we saw the sector also registering solid growth of about 8.8%. For 2022, the numbers will be out uh, in March. And we think that there will be a marginal contraction, of course, because of uh, uh, some uh, livestock diseases that we experience, foot and mouth disease, and a marginal decline in some crops. Think about maize, for example. And um, in the sugarcane industry, we experienced some climatic uh, conditions there where KZN was flooded and everything, and that caused a bit of a a knock in the the sugarcane industry. But looking at that picture broadly, and comparing what we harvested in 2022 with the long-term production uh, conditions in South Africa's agriculture, we're still fairly above that. And there will also, of course, uh, be a base effect story that will play out in those numbers, which is why we expect a marginal contraction in 2022 numbers. That will be out um, in March this year. But going back uh, to the broader story, uh, even the livestock industry benefited from the relatively good uh, weather conditions of the past four years. Uh, improvements in, 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 in grazing felt, that was good. 
Um, and of course, they were able to get high quality grains uh, to supplement the feed from South African farms. The pricing issue of the grains and every it's a different story because that was influenced by the global events. But in as far as the availability um, and the quality of the product that South Africans have been producing, it's been uh, relatively good. Now, the four years or four consecutive years of the La Nina rains was something of an exception, at least in the recent past. Because if you look back into history, the last time we had uh, such uh, periods of prolonged uh, good rainfalls was in the 2007-8 season, 8 and 9 season through to the 2009 and 10 production season. Those were the three years. And even that, that was an exception at that time. Now to have four years of good rainfall, that's really something that I think most people were not expecting or I wasn't expecting. Because usually you get about two years of good rainfall and that will be followed by either a drier or a normal season and then we'll be back again to the cycle. So to have about four years of good rains, that was something that uh, we were not expecting. But then this also brings a bit of a concern because uh, if we've had such a good period and then now the estimates that are coming out of the International Research Institute for Climate Change and Society at Columbia University are saying, look, we are foreseeing a possibility of an El Nino, which will come through from May to July this year, 44% chance, but it becomes more dominant category towards um, the the end of the year, around about September, at uh, 53 to, to, to 57% uh, possibility, and then it strengthens as we go to the next season. Then this makes one worried, because then the question comes, if we've had such uh, good years of a La Nina, four years, are we going to go and have another prolonged period of an El Nino? And if we were to have that, that would be devastating for South Africa's agriculture. But if an El Nino for the coming season, the 2023-24, could be a bit more muted and not aggressive, I think that we will be able to still have a decent agricultural season because soil moisture across the country is relatively uh, good. And we've had periods like that. Think about the 2015-16 season. Um, that one was a harsh uh, period where the El Nino uh, led to pretty much uh, intense drought for much of South Africa. And there were cattle dying in some areas. And in fact, for major staple crops, think about maize, the production dropped to about 8.2 million tons. That was well below our annual consumption of 11.8 million tons. And that shortfall then meant that we had to be net importers of maize in that season in South Africa, something that we are not used to. And other field uh, crops, fruits, vegetables, they also experienced severe losses. And in that year, in fact, we saw South Africa's food price inflation averaging somewhere above 10%. And then uh, th- there was a real difficulty in there. And of course, that was, again, at that period, something that was unique because w- it was far off the recent inflation numbers that we, 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 we are seeing now, which are linked to global issues and oil prices and all of those things. That was driven mainly by the drought and the poor harvest in South Africa. We've also had periods where the El Nino was not as intense and we managed to have um, a relatively good crop. If, for example, you think about the 2018-19 episode, 
Then there was an El Nino, but fairly muted. We ended up having uh, a maize crop of about 11.8 million tons, which was in line with our consumption. And also, if you were to talk to people that were in livestock, yes, they were under strain, but not in a severe condition as what we had seen uh, or saw in 2015 as 16 season. So looking at these numbers, I think that if we could have a somewhat uh, softer El Nino like the 2015, 1819 episode that would be much better compared to what we saw in 2015-16 and secondly if this could be a one-off season and then we'll be back to normal condition that will be better because if we can we manage to have a prolonged period then that will be a challenge and of course at la nina wali had brought good rains for us for some people it typically brings drought if you think about East Africa, La Nina, that was good for us. It was dry for much of East Africa. Same story with South America. Now, if an El Nino comes in the next summer season, the folks in East Africa will get good rains and South Americans will get good rains. So globally, agricultural conditions and agricultural supplies are from those regions, particularly South America. If you think about grains and oil seed supplies, they will pretty much be in a fairly good condition and the supplies could be could be could be good out of the good harvest from there. But of course, for us, this is a difficulty that that we face. And South America managed for these four years of a La Nina, which was good for us to pretty much continue with their planting. And I guess for some areas, the drought was not as intense. And in fact, in much of Brazil, it was not as intense. And in much of Argentina, we saw also a drought that wasn't um, as harsh, which is why they continue to have a good rain. And that gives a, a good harvest. And that gives me a bit of hope to say for the upcoming season in South Africa, even though we'll be transitioning to El Nino, maybe the conditions might not be as harsh. But of course, we also have an area in South Africa in our crops that is under irrigation. Uh, if you think about uh, maize, for example, 20% is irrigated of the produce, 15% of the produce of soybeans, 34% of sugarcane, and nearly half of wheat and all of the vegetable and fruit, all of that is irrigated. So these are some of the things we'll be looking at. And if you talk to dairy folks, they are also irrigating in some of their grazing fields. So if we are hit by an El Nino, these are some of the uh, folks that will also struggle, particularly now that we have these load shedding um, difficulties. It also means that any interventions that will be made in agriculture, especially preparing for the next season in about power supply, it has to be done before October uh, when the El Nino uh, uh, intensifies because we still not yet sure about how uh, how much um, uh, 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 intense it will be compared to what we had seen uh, in the past uh, few years. So those are some of the things that I think in South Africa's agriculture, it will bring a new dynamic, uh, which we haven't seen. We could be in a period of a, in a, a El Nino-induced drought um, that will weigh negatively on agriculture. And these cycles do happen, but with climate change, there's a, a sense of unpredictability about this rainfall. And I think for the 2023-24 season, we will likely go into that period that will be different than what we saw in the past four years. This means then that the policymakers in South Africa and indeed the broader Southern Africa region needs to be thoughtful about this. And for Southern Africa, whenever we have a drought, no matter how 
severe or muted the drought is there's always a talk of a rise in a number of people that are in hunger as smallholder farmers who are struggling so for neighboring countries in south africa where this is usually an issue think of zimbabwe uh, and and the others madagascar they need to really be th- be looking into this issue because then if we we, we get another dry spell uh the policymakers they need to be ready to step up to assist households or think about ways of assisting the farmers so this is something that is on the horizon which i think when people are, are looking forward six months seven months ahead they have to keep this in in their mind but broadly uh, in the current season of 2022 23 South Africa's agriculture is still in fairly good shape, uh, notwithstanding, of course, the challenge that have been brought uh, by load shedding, which I've discussed in the previous segment of this podcast. You can jump onto that to listen about how it's impacting the food um, supplies. But broadly, I would say we are still looking at a relatively decent uh, season. And as per how much of the harvest of some of our key crops, that's something I will be discussing actually in one of our next podcasts to say with everything happening, how much are we producing of each of our key crops and how are we thinking about that in the context of food price inflation in South Africa. So that's that's probably for, for next week, I will see. I think that's probably for next week. I will line it up for that. But for this week, um, that's it, folks, uh, from me. My name is Wandi Lesiklobon. I am an agricultural economist based in Pretoria here in South Africa. You can read some of the things that I write in my blog, which is wandilesiklobon.com. I will put the link of that in the description of this podcast. Also, some of our writing in the organization that I work for, which is the Agricultural Business Chamber of South Africa. The organization's website is www.agbiz.co.za, www.agbiz.co.za. Thank you for listening.